Welcome to the raw and uncensored Ambitious Podcast. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh, yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. Today is a melancholy podcast. I am not going to, not that I ever do, but I'm not going to put on airs. I'm not going to act like everything's hunky-dory. I am not going to act like everything's okay. I have hit a wall, and I owe it to all of my listeners and my ambitious out there to tell you my truth, to speak my authentic truth. Because when someone who's a leader speaks authentically and tells the truth, it gives other women and men, just people in general, permission to speak their truth. So that is what I'm doing today. So if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, I'm recording this two days before the podcast actually drops because on Tuesday, I have a very busy day because my book, Ambitious, the pre-sale is up. And today is the day that everyone can go on Kindle, on Amazon Kindle, and buy Ambitious the book for their e-reader. And anyone who pre, pre-bought the book in the pre-sale, they will receive their book today. So I'm really excited about that, but I'm also not happy. <laughs> so today's podcast is about me spitting truth to y'all and then in turn trying to help myself by helping you all out there. And we're going to talk today about the top five ways to help yourself feel happy again. So when quarantine and COVID-19 first happened, I think I shared this with you guys a while back. Like I just was hypervigilant and I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to, you know, turn my lemons into lemonade and I am going to be hypervigilant about everything I'm doing and I'm going to glow up and I'm going to get into great shape and I'm going to make sure that I'm healthy and I'm happy and I'm whole and my relationships are balanced and my work is flowing and I'm creating and I'm serving and I'm giving value and I am just being my most ambitious self. And that lasted probably up until about a month ago. So about a month ago, after um, my my books came out with Bitchbox and I started pre-sale, pre-selling my actual book on Kindle and it just came out and I just like hit this wall. Like I was just like, I thought that when I put my book out that I was going to feel happy and I thought that everyone would give me accolades and I thought everyone would think that it was so wonderful and while I know that people love the book and I know that people love me, I have just been feeling some sort of way. And one of my really good friends, she said, you know, Katie, I think you have a goal hangover. And I had never really heard that term before. I don't even know if she had heard this term before. It just She just made it up. But it was just like, oh my God, I do. I fucking have a goal hangover. And I don't know if you 
have ever felt this where, you know, you put all of your heart and soul and energy into this one amazing, incredible goal. And then you reach the goal and then you're, and you think that you're going to feel some sort of way. And remember guys, I teach you guys this. I talk about this. I always say like no goal that you reach and no amount of money that you make and no relationship that you have and no thing that you own is ever going to make you feel help, help, huh, happy and healthy and whole. So I teach this, like I get the concept more than you all know, but it doesn't mean that I'm immune to it. It does not mean that I'm immune to it. So she said this to me about the goal hangover and I, and I sat with it for a couple of days and I was just like, oh my God, I totally do have a goal hangover. And every time I feel bad about myself or I feel down in the dumps or I'm struggling, like I always am like, okay, Katie, you know what to do. You know when you feel this way that you have to do A, B, and C. And usually for me, it's like, okay, I need to like organize and I need to clean up my environment. Not that my house and my environment aren't always clean, but I just feel like my trauma from, you know, my whole entire life, all the trauma that I've ever endured, when I clean and I make things organized, it helps me feel less worry, less stress, less anxiety, less depression. So I cleaned a bunch of shit and I organized a bunch of shit. And then the next thing that I do is I usually go back to my goals and I, you know, I'll rewrite my goals and I'll kind of revisit them and I'll say like, okay, like, how are you feeling about this? And where are you at with these goals? And, and, you know, where are you in the timeline? And I'll kind of like revisit that and that will make me feel better. And I'll like work out or I'll eat really well or whatever. So all the things that I've been doing all throughout quarantine, and I tried that when I started feeling some sort of way about a month ago. And like, literally when I tell you, like nothing was working, nothing, not a fucking thing was working. And I just was feeling, feeling so depressed, so disconnected, so anxious, so overwhelmed. And I literally feel right now, guys, that I have, my life is so beautiful. It's wonderful. It's everything I've always dreamt of. And my business manager, Kim Fox, and I were having this conversation on the phone and she's like, of course you don't know how to feel, Katie, right now. You've never experienced a global pandemic like this. You've never experienced a global pandemic like this and a race war and a presidential election and California is burning down to the ground and uh, sexism and women empowerment and all these different things that are going on. And I'm just like, damn, bitch, you're so right. So I'm sitting in my closet right now on the floor with literal heart palpitations. I have anxiety. Um, I feel like right now, like nothing I do that usually works for me is helping me get out of my own way. So one of the things that one of my teachers once told me is when you're not feeling well, when you're not feeling good, try to help someone else. So that's why I'm here (laughs) in all of my anxious, depressed uh, cognitive dissonance glory. And I'm here to not only tell you how I am going to help get myself out of this bad place, but I'm also saying it to you. So by me teaching you, I'm also teaching myself. So I apologize in advance if this is not like the happy-go-lucky Katie that you guys usually hear, but I just want to be like honest and totally open because I'm like, damn, if I feel like shit and I have all the tools to fix it, how the fuck are other people feeling right now? And I just want to let you know from the bottom of my heart, from the floor of my closet, like I love you, I see you, 
I understand you. I get it. Don't think just because I get on here every week and I do a podcast and you see my social media and you see all of the things that I'm doing that look so glamorous and so fun and so incredible. Don't not think for one minute that I don't have bad days, bad weeks, bad months. Hell, I've had bad fucking years before and 2020 is no fucking exception. But this is part of our evolution. This is, you know, we can only go through this dark place. And guess what? I don't want to be toxically positive right now. I want to tell you that not every fucking thing that we go through has a silver lining. I want you to understand that my heart is just as broken as yours. My soul is just as worrisome as yours. I am so fucking sick of playing the three-dimensional game on this planet. I don't want to post on social media. I don't want to take fake pictures of myself looking happy when I'm not. And that's part of being ambitious. Is standing in your truth and feeling your feelings and not apologizing for it. And if I lose followers, I don't give a fuck. Because you're not there for the right reasons. If I lose listeners on here, I don't give a fuck because you're, you're not here for the right reasons. If people don't buy my book, I don't give a fuck because they're not there buying my book for the right reasons. So I need to check myself before I riggedy riggedy wreck myself because it's not easy. Living right now is not easy. And I will not say it is. And I will not tell you guys positive vibes only, man. I will not say that because there's just days where that's not true. There's days where your whole life is crashing around you and you don't even know the first piece to pick up. You're like, I, I don't even know where to start. I've never felt in so many ways just so alone. Yet I'm surrounded by people all the time. I've never felt in my entire life like I've, I'm not enough more than I ever have right now. And I have a really fucking great life, guys. Like I have a wonderful husband and I have a great family and I have wonderful friends and I have people that support me and I have great employees and people that I work with. It's not them, it's me. It's because I'm not doing the things that I know I need to do to make my life happy. Now, am I saying that you're going to be happier than a pig of shit 24-7? Absolutely not. And if you are, you have a mental illness. You know, life is not supposed to be a baseline, flat line, just a line. It's supposed to have its ups and downs. But when you're feeling down more than you're up, it's your soul calling to you, telling you that you're doing things that don't align with your highest, greatest good. You're doing things that are abrasive to your true, authentic self. My mind has never been filled in my entire existence with such fear and such doubt and such not enoughness. But I know how to fix it. And I'm here telling you this today because I vow that I'm going to work on fixing the way I feel. And I hope that you also vow to step up and fix the way you feel. 
because we only have this one life. We only have this one precious human life and we're just wasting it, feeling not optimal, not enough, just not anything. I was talking to a girlfriend on the phone today and I was saying, I just feel like dead inside. And she was like, I feel the same exact way. And we have totally different lives, you know, totally different We're in totally different places in our lives and she feels the same way and she has beautiful children and a wonderful husband and all these different things too. And I'm just like, wow, this is just, it's just an epidemic. (laughs) I was talking to my friend Teresa the other day on the phone and I was like, I just think I just need a good cry. And she's like, I need a good cry too. So I'll probably have a good cry (laughs) after this podcast (laughs) is filmed and recorded. But I want you to know that I feel some sort of way as well. And this is the time for all of us out there to band together and share how we're feeling and show up in the right way. To show up as our real true selves and to show up in higher dimensions of reality. Like every fucking time. I'm in Facebook jail right now, by the way, because I used, I liked too many things on my ambitious 28 day protocol page because last week it was my husband's birthday and I was away for a couple days and he really wanted me to unplug. That was one of the things that he wanted for his birthday was he just wanted me to like not be picking up the phone and checking in on things. And that's what I did. And then when I came home, I felt like I had just like totally neglected my girls, even though that's not true. They have everything that they need to do their protocol. But like, I just love to show up every day, speak victory into them, give them love. And I couldn't. And when I got home, I went on like a commenting and liking frenzy. And I was kicked off of Facebook because Facebook thought that someone broke into my account was phishing. So I've been in Facebook jail for the last like four or five days. So I've been like so fucking disconnected, which in a lot of ways was good for me because I'm like, I am so fucking sick of acting so fucking fake and posting shit on Facebook. And and like, I see my friends who I know are having hard times, who are struggling, who are depressed. And then they just post these fucking perfectly curated pictures of them in these like beautiful outfits, looking happy. But it's like, I know the truth, motherfucker. You can't run and hide and lie. And everything just feels so fucking fake right now. And I just cannot keep doing it. I will not keep doing it. So I am going to just show up on my social media when I fucking feel like it. And if I even do. (laughs) I think we all need that. I think we all need to do that. I think we all need to get really serious with ourselves and what the fuck we're doing. Because going down the social media rabbit hole is not good. I watched this thing on Netflix the other night called um, The Social Dilemma. And it made me never want to go on any social media apps ever again because it's so fucking scary what these motherfuckers are doing to us at Google and uh, on Facebook and Pinterest and Instagram and Reddit and all these different things. Like they're literally manipulating us in so many ways. It's so fucking scary. And I'm just like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. I just want to fucking enjoy my life and I just want simplicity. That's what all I desire is just simplicity and peace and peace. Being fake on social media is not fucking how I want to live. So this morning when I woke up, I just woke up and I was like so fucking depressed. And I was just like, what the fuck? Why do I feel like this? How do I fix it? I don't want to feel like this anymore. This is fucking feels so icky. So I 
because this is who I am. I'm just a scientist like this. I started doing some research and one of like my, my favorite uh, transition team members is Earl Nightingale. He was around in the 50s and the 60s and they call him the Dean of Self-Improvement. And he has this one, he has tons of things that he's written and, and spoken about. But one of the things is called The Strangest Secret. If you guys have time, which let's face it, all of you motherfuckers have time. We all have time. So go on YouTube or um, just go on and Google The Strangest Secret Earl Nightingale. And it's just so eye-opening. But one of the things that he says that uh, really struck me today was he said that happiness is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal or goal. Okay, so let me say that again. Happiness is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal or goal. So it's not the goal itself. It's the progressive realization of the goal. It's the progressive realization of the ideal life. I always say, you know, you have to set your intentions and give it attention, right? You have to constantly create and then curate your life, your happiness, whatever fills you up. And I feel like lately that's what I've been doing the absolute opposite, which is why I feel the way I feel. So let me say that again. Happiness is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal and goal. Love, love, love this. And it made me say like, wow, that's why I have the goal hangover. That's why I feel so fucked up. Because I thought that, again, I fucking brainwashed myself to think otherwise. And then I went back to the old loop, the old drifting, to think that when I reached the goal, say, putting out the book, that I was going to feel like, you know, unicorns and fucking rainbows. And that's not fucking true. I actually feel worse now than I did when the book wasn't even here. So I fell for the trap. I caught myself in my own snare. <laughs> like how fucked up, right? So I compiled five ways that I'm going to use, and I hope that you guys can all do it with me. And I'd love to hear how you're doing. So you can always email me at hello at kbmfc.com. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can also just you know talk to me on social media, um, on Instagram and Facebook as well. Not that I want to be there, but... <laughs> This is the three-dimensional reality that we have to live in because this is part of business. It's part of being social, especially right now, since most of us are still living like half in quarantine because of COVID, because of the pandemic, because of everything that's going on. So if I would love to hear how you're doing after you take in this information and start putting it to use. So I first want to read this excerpt that I found. Um, it's on medium.com and the author is Math. Matthew Ambajo, I think that's how you say his name, A-M-B-A-J-O. It's on medium.com. So I wanted to read this for you first, and then I want to get into the five ways that I'm going to use this week and going forward to pull myself out of the shit pit that I have trapped myself in. So this is what he writes. He starts off with, Earl Nightingale once wrote, happiness is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal or goal. You feel truly happy only when you are making progress step-by-step step, towards something that is important to you. Victor Frankl, the founder of Logotherapy, 
wrote that the greatest need of human beings is for a sense of meaning and a purpose in life, for a goal to work toward. Goals give you that sense of meaning and purpose, a clear sense of direction. As you move toward your goals and feel happier and stronger, you feel more energized and effective. You feel more competent and confident in yourself and your abilities. Every step you take toward your goal increases your belief that you can set and achieve even bigger goals in the future. More people today fear change and worry about the future than any other time in our history. One of the greatest benefits of goal setting is that goals enable you to control the direction of change in your life. Goals enable you to ensure that the changes in your life are largely self-determined and self-directed. Goals enable you to instill meaning and purpose into everything you do. One of the most important teachings of Aristotle, the Greek philosopher, that man is a teleological organism. The Greek word teleos means goals or purpose. Aristotle concluded that all human action is purposeful in some way. You are happy only when you are doing something that is moving you towards something that you want. The great question then becomes, what are your goals? What purposes are you aiming at? And where do you want to end up at the end of the day? So that's just a little excerpt from that medium uh, right up. And so I read this today and I was listening to The Stranger's Secret and I was trying to fill myself up this morning with just anything that could change the state that I felt for like the last four weeks. And I was like, I have to just go on this podcast today and I have to tell my girls and my followers and my listeners how I truly feel. Like I said before, if I speak my truth, I feel like it gives other people permission to do exactly that. So... Let's all first and foremost, before we get into this, just vow to each other and promise each other that we are going to be authentic and we are going to be speaking our truth from here on out because I just cannot feel the way that I feel any longer and I just refuse to feel that way. It's just the worst feeling in the world. It makes me, makes my stomach hurt just thinking about it and The world right now is just really out of control and it's a really scary place, but there's also beauty and there's control and there's happiness and there's joy because that is how the universe balances itself. It cannot be all dark. It cannot be all light. There has to be that yin and yang, masculine and feminine, dark and light. There has to be, or we find ourselves out of balance, which is why I feel unbalanced because I'm way more to one side of the spectrum than the other right now. And that is not making me feel any other way, but like shit on a shingle. Okay. So here are the top five ways that I'm going to use going forward to help make myself feel happy and to help myself feel the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So here's the five ways that I'm going to use to be happy going forward. And I hope that you can do this with me so that we can help support each other. Okay, number one, I and you, both of us together, we must choose a goal that gives us meaning and a purpose and a clear sense of direction. So let me say that again. We must choose a goal that gives us meaning 
and purpose and a clear sense of direction. So I've noticed lately that I was reverting back a lot to like the old ways that I used to goal set. So it was like a number on the scale or it was um, a number in my bank account. And I am a huge proponent of feeling your core desired feelings every day. And I was actually not feeling my core desired feelings in lieu of reaching these monetary and these physical three-dimensional goals. And that is why, for an example, when the book came out and I was like, you know, killing it and the, and the bitch boxes were selling out in 24 hours and everything was just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, this is what I've worked so hard for. But was it really? Because it wasn't a number. That's not my core desired feeling. My core desired feelings is not a number in my bank account. My core desired feeling, my number one core desired feeling is freedom. And I started realizing that so many of the things I was doing on a daily basis was making me feel trapped, was making me feel like I was in uh, a cage. I was imprisoning myself in so many different things that I was doing. I was reverting back to these old like standards and these old ways of Katie. And I wasn't going towards freedom. I wasn't working towards feeling my core desired feelings. I wasn't working towards feeling unbothered and intentional and free and joyful and all these different things. So we must choose a goal that gives us meaning and purpose and has a clear sense of direction. So now going forward, like today, after I'm done with my podcast, I have a couple of, you know, little doodads that I have to take care of before the end of the day. And I'm going to sit in my office and I'm going to really think about how going forward for the rest of 2020 and beyond, but like, you know, I like, I like numbers, right? Like rest of 2020, what I'm going to do to help myself feel the core desired feelings, because I have to understand that the, the three dimensional shit, like the money and the number on the scale and the way I look and all those things that will come as a byproduct of living in my core desired feelings. That will come as a byproduct for me helping me choose a goal that gives me meaning, helping me choose an ideal that gives me purpose, and having a clear sense of where I'm going in life and how I'm going to get there. So number one is, I'll reiterate it again, we must choose a goal that gives us meaning and a sense of purpose and a clear-cut direction of where we're going and how we're going to get there. That's number one. Number two is we must have ways and rituals and things that we do every day that help us continually feel progress. I haven't wanted to work out. I haven't wanted to fast. I've been eating like shit. I've been drinking my fucking face off. I have been reverting back to old thought patterns and old loops, which is i.e. being a drifter, which is I am now in lumped in with the 98%. I am no longer lumped in now with the 2% of the population. Now I'm a drifter. So what on a daily basis helps me feel continually progressive, right? Is it every day I have to eat a certain way. Every day I have these rituals that I have to do. Every day I have to meditate. Every day I have to exercise. I have to move my body. I have to feel grounded, okay? Whatever that is that helps you and I continually feel progress, we must do those things and we cannot stray from them. Like Les Brown once said, if you want to have a hard life, do the things that are easy. If you want to have an easy life, do the things that are hard. 
And I've been doing all of the easy things. I've not been doing the hard things. And I'm so disappointed in myself right now. But again, I always say, like, if you just like tell people your truth, you can you can accept it. You can start to heal it. By me last month, keeping the way I feel from all of you, it's been keeping me feeling small and out of control and unworthy and not enough. And I feel like an imposter. And I just, I don't want to feel that way, guys. And I hope that you don't want to feel that way either. And thank you for listening to this. And thank you for holding space for me right now because I need it. And I am here for you. Number three. Don't allow yourself to stagnate. Remember, all the actions in your life on a daily basis must have a purpose. Must have a purpose. You know, I talk to so many girls that I coach and they, I'll give you an example. I'll I'll give you even a deeper example. I was having a conversation with my daughter today because she's going through some stuff of her own. And she's just like, you know, I need to get uh, more work because because of COVID, she had to um, not work at her company that she was managing because she's back here living with us. And I know that must be so hard for her, but I'm like also like, okay, dude, okay, get your shit together. Like we got to get our heads out of our ass. We have to like go forward. So lately she's been um, playing like video games all night up with her friends, talking on the phone, like waking up really late in the afternoon, like just really like living a life that's not helping her reach her goals and desires and dreams and all that. So I was talking to her today and I was like, pull out your calculator on your phone. And she's like, okay, (laughs) this is what I do at my house. Oh, you know, none of you want to ever be my child because like my, my life with my child and my husband are like constant coaching. So if there's 24 hours in a day and there's seven days a week, let's go 24 times seven equals 168 hours. Now let's say you're a great sleeper and you sleep eight hours a night. Eight times seven, okay, is 56. So let's minus 56 hours. So now you have 112 extra hours. Now let's just say that you're working 40 hours a week minus 40 hours. Okay. So now work to devote to finding your purpose, to creating a worthy ideal, to having progressive realizations, to giving yourself meaning, to setting this bar higher. Okay. So let's just say 72 divided by seven, because there's seven days in a week. So that means you have 10 0.2857143. So let's just say 10 hours just to be nice. You now have 10 hours a day that you could devote to creation and you could devote to honing your purpose, that you could devote to progressiveness, that you could devote for hitting a goal, hitting a dream, hitting an aspiration. Okay. And she, when she saw that, she just looked at me like, oh my God, I have no excuse. But what we do is we let ourselves, and I have been victim of this the last month, at least the last month, is I'm just like throwing my fucking time out the window. I'm sitting on Facebook for hours a day. I'm scrolling on TikTok. I am on Instagram. I am, um, you know, talking on the phone, texting, just dilly-dallying with my finger up my ass. And none of the things that I'm doing are helping me achieve my 
progressive realization of my worthy ideal or goal. So what we have to understand is as soon as we let our our waters get still, they start to stagnate. And when you're feeling the way I've been feeling for the last month or so, you're stagnant. So we have to always say that every action that we do in life every day has to have purpose. So if you like go on TikTok at night for like 20, 30 minutes and you're like, I'm going on TikTok because I just like love to watch like funny dog videos and like kids dancing because it like just makes me laugh and it brings me joy. That's a purpose. But if you are on TikTok, like I've been just trying to numb the fuck out, That has no fucking purpose. If you're drinking alcohol to numb the fuck out, it has no fucking purpose. If you're eating food that's low vibrational and it's not healthy for you, it has no purpose. If you are jerking yourself off in a corner all fucking day and dilly-dallying, it has no purpose. So it's going to make you feel stagnant, i.e. it's going to make you feel anxious and depressed. And is right where I am right now. So I have totally allowed myself to, again, fall, fall victim to the trap that I know is set for me, and I allowed it to snare me. And I have to now amputate a leg or whatever the fuck I have to do <laughs> to get myself out of the fucking bear teeth in the woods and go back to finding my worthy ideal and doing things that only have purpose and action. So for me, like if I'm cleaning in the morning and I'm doing it because I'm task faking instead of, oh, I'm cleaning because it makes me feel grounded and it makes me feel streamlined and it makes me feel organized. And when I feel organized and my home is clean and I can work better, then that's a different energy. But most of the time I'm cleaning and I'm organizing, I'm doing all this shit. It's just to keep me from tackling the big shit that I have to do that's going to help me level up to the place that I know that I can be. So number three, don't allow us, I'm saying we, right? We can't allow ourselves to stagnate. We have to know that every action that we do every day, from taking a dump in the morning, to brushing our teeth, to going on social media, to cleaning the kitchen, to whatever, it has to have a purpose. If it doesn't have a purpose, you can't do it because it's going to get you caught in that I feel dead inside energy. Okay? Number four, you got to know, and I talk about this in Ambitious the book, what is your hell's yeses and what's your hell's no's? In Ambitious 28, in my Ambitious Mistress Mind and all the different things that I offer as services, I always have everyone that works with me do this work. If you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything, as my grandmother used to say. So you have to know, what is my hell's yeses and what is my hell's no's? If you read my book, you know that I like, you know, I have this like hell's no's list, right? Like I don't go to weddings. I don't go to baby showers. I don't go to funerals. I don't do Christmas. I don't do Thanksgiving. I don't do any of this three-dimensional, you know, holiday stuff. That's just me. I'm not, I'm not putting that on you. I'm saying that's what I, those are my hell's no's, right? And, and then I have these great hell's yeses, but I've been doing all the hell's no's and not the hell's yeses. And I wonder why I feel like a bag of fucking smashed assholes. Come on, guys, get it to fuck together. Get out a piece of paper and write down what are your hell's yeses and what are your hell's no's. Take my book and copy the way that I wrote mine, Okay. I don't care what you have to do, but do the work. And I'm not only saying that to you, I'm saying that to myself. So I have to almost 
go back to the drawing board because, you know, my life right now in the last like nine months, eight or nine months since COVID started, and then compared to what it was before, are totally two different lives. My life before COVID is not my life now. It's not. I have social anxiety. I'm afraid sometimes to leave the house. I know you would think that I'm crazy. It's hard to be a leader and it's hard to be an extrovert and someone who ha- who people are their business. People are my life. But I have felt so fucked up and so bad that I don't even want to leave my house. I-, I don't know if you guys feel the same way. I'd love to hear from you if you've been struggling with the same thing. It's not easy to be in this kind of like work environment and this lifestyle environment and not want to leave the house and see people. It's it's scary. And I'm working on it. You know, I'm working on it. But that this was not even my energy. This was not even my reality. Eight months ago, I was out every day doing stuff. I was going to my goddess gatherings. I was doing sound healings. I was traveling all over the world speaking. I was, I mean, you guys, it's a to- we're living in totally different fucking reality right now. And we're trying to live the same way we did before COVID. It's not happening. We got to create a new reality. We have to shift the paradigm. We have to go back to the motherfucking drawing board. Okay. So sit down with a piece of paper or your journal and write, what are your hell's yeses and what are your hell's no's? And guess what? In six months, they can change. Anything can change. Did we think nine months ago that we'd all be have fucking been in quarantine? We couldn't go to a bar and have a drink. Our kids went, like I live in Wyndham, New Hampshire. And this week, I think like a week ago, the kids went back to school. We have the highest cases of COVID right now in Wyndham. It's a national news. The kids were in school for a week. The, every fucking school here shut, shut down. So all these poor moms and dads, had to rearrange their lives, right? To send the kids back to school. Most of them work. Most of them have the shit going on. And now a week later, you have to now start all over again from scratch and reconfigure your life again because now the kids are home from school. And now you're homeschooling them again. This is not fucking normal, guys. And that's why we all feel crazy. That's why we all feel depressed. That's why we all feel anxiety. And even for you people going, oh, I don't have any worry. I don't have any anxiety. You're lying to your motherfucking self. So eat a dick or fess up. And last but not least, and this is, I think, I mean, all of it's good. But for me, this is the one that I have to really work on this week and going forward is I can only control what I can control. Everything else in the world is out of my hands. Everything else in the world is uncertain. Everything else in the world is not in my control. The only things right now that you and I can control are as follows. Our environment, how our home is, okay? Is it clean? Is it organized? Is it harmonious? Is there a high vibe in the home? And if anyone comes to my house, they never want to leave because they're like, oh my God, the energy is so good in this house. It has not been. It has not been. I can sage, I can sage until my fucking labia falls off and it's, the energy is still fucked up in here. Okay. So we have to control what we can control our environment, 
what we're putting in our mouth for food. Are you putting in high vibrational food? Are you putting in um, junk, right? Are you eating your feelings? Are you drinking your face off? Are you taking your supplements? What are you doing to, are you treating your temple like a trash can? Exercise. What are you doing? If you're moving your body, great. If you're not, bad. Like I, I said to my daughter, I go, you sit on your ass all fucking day on the computer. It, that is why you feel fucked up because you're never fucking moving your body. If she gets 200 steps in a day, it's a goddamn miracle. And I'm not sitting here talking shit about her. I said this to her today around uh, at our dinner, dinner table. I was like, get together, bitch. You got to go work out. Your mother owns a gym. <laughs> if you, if you can't fucking move your body, who can? So let me recap for a second. Environment, food, exercise, sleep. How much sleep are you getting? Karina's like, oh, I can't sleep. I have insomnia. I'm like, yeah, because you're looking at fucking blue screens until one o'clock in the morning. It fucks with your brain. We're, guys, we are not made to live like this with computer screens in our fucking faces all day. We're not. We're tribal communi- community style humans. We need to see people. We need to hug people. We need to be in community. We don't need to be on the fucking computer. We don't need to be on Facebook all day. That's not real. Fake book is not fucking real. Facebook and social media is a way for the covert elite fucking crazy people in our world to control us and to sell to us. Period. It's not a social media. Because if it was social media, I wouldn't be in Facebook jail right now for being social. (laughs) Okay? So sleep. How much sleep are you getting? The relationships that you have around you. If this is not the best time to cut fucked up relationships out of your life, I don't know what is. God is giving us this break. The universe is giving us this break right now to look at our relationships and say, what is working and what is not working? And to follow the bouncing ball and do what it takes to make the relationships high vibrational or to get rid of them, period. What are you spending your money on? Are you blowing money every day on fucking Amazon because that's a stress relief for you? All right. It is the six life makers and breakers. What are your spiritual practices every day? You know, my daughter's like, oh, I have anxiety. I was like, yeah, but do you meditate? I don't want to meditate. Then don't fucking complain to me that you fucking have anxiety if your mother and father can teach you how to meditate and you're not even doing it. Same thing with my clients. I had a woman the other day that was writing on Facebook on our page and she's like, I totally fell off the wagon. I feel like shit. You have every motherfucking tool to get yourself back on the wagon. You obviously in the shit pit, you're getting something out of being a victim. There's some kind of pleasure response for getting attention and being victim. What are you getting out of it? Go back to your tools. Go back to what you can control. So spiritual practices, your relationships, your food, your health, your exercise, your sleep, your money, that's it. You can't control the fucking gender reveal that set the whole state of California on fire. You can't control the Karens gone wild. You can't control the race wars that are going on in our fucking country. You can't control what's going on in Russia or in North Korea or in Europe or in Africa. You can't. I would love to sit here and say that we are so powerful and we are so strong that one person can change the world. We can't. We can change it as a collective, absolutely. 
But if your whole life is spinning out of fucking control and you feel depressed every motherfucking day and all you do is care about watching Karen videos, all right, or protesting, isn't that coming from a place of ego? Why can't you protest and why can't you care about the things in the world after you have wrangled your own personal life? I think Tolstoy was one uh, who said, um, people always think about changing the world, but they don't think about changing themselves. I'm butchering that, but it's true. People always think about changing the world, but they never think about changing themselves first. Fix your shit first. Fix your house first. Fix your fucking health first. Fix your sleep first. Fix your relationships first. And then you can go out and help fix the world. If you're doing, if you're not fixed inside of yourself and you're not healed and you're not living your best life, how are you going to help change anything? You can't even change yourself. (sighs) This was a hardcore podcast today. I'm not going to apologize for it. If you don't like it, don't listen. Just unsubscribe to this. Unfollow me. Defriend me on Facebook. I don't give a fuck what you do. But if I feel some sort of way, I know that a lot of y'all are struggling and feeling some sort of way as well. So, let's fix that. I love you guys. And please reach out to me and let me know how you're feeling. And like I always say, see you next Tuesday.